Good day to you. I hope you're having a blessed and wonderful day. We are reading in Genesis. We are ready to read chapter 37. Now previously, we read chapter 36. It was all about Esau and Edom and his descendants and the chiefs of that land. Um, and let's see, let me just read the last little bit here. These are the tribal chiefs of Edom according to their dwelling places in the land of their possession. If you remember, Esau and Jacob had just two greater possessions, two greater flocks, and Esau moved off to Edom and then sort of formed his own country, sounds like, you know. And, and it could have been, you know, smallish. I, I don't really know, like, land size or whatever that would have been back then or how, or how we would look at that today. But nonetheless, <clears throat> so we're ready to read Genesis chapter 37. So Jacob, Israel, lived in the land where his father Isaac had been a stranger, sojourner, resident alien, in the land of Canaan. Now I am reading from the Amplified Bible again. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, when he was 17 years old, was shepherding the flock with his brothers, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. The boy was with the sons of Bilhah and Zilpah, his father's secondary wives, and Joseph brought back a bad report about them to their father. Oh my goodness, Joseph was being a tattletale. This is, this is, this is never good. Now, Israel, Jacob, loved Joseph more than all his children. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little tickled, but they just, it just made me think of like a tattletale. So I apologize. <clears throat> Now Israel, Jacob, loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a distinctive multicolored tunic. Now we call this the coat of many colors. I think some of that is probably a little bit of a misunderstanding. However, um, this would have been, ah, let's see, this would have been a very nice, pretty robe. That would have been, I'm sorry, it would have probably in a way made, this favoritism probably would have made the other brothers jealous. I mean, very, well, it did. We know it did. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, we need to realize that we, we don't want to show favoritism in our children. It does always cause issues and cause trouble. And, and doing this, you know, really special thing just for Joseph, and I know it was because, you know, Joseph came from Rachel and, you know, Course, and we, we kind of understand that. But at the same time, um, we have to be careful as parents not to show this kind of favoritism. And, uh, well, as you're, you know, if you've never read or heard this, which I, I'm assuming most people have, but if you haven't, this is going to lead to trouble. And, and it does. We should always uh, try to respect all our children and love all of them enough to not show favoritism like that. Nonetheless, I'm going to go back. He, Isaac, made him, Joseph, a distinctive multicolored tunic. It would have been very nice, very special. Okay. His brothers saw that their father loved Joseph more than all of his brothers. So they hated him and could not find it within themselves to speak to him on friendly terms. So, wow. I should have just read the next verse for you. As you can see, it's always trouble. 
Now, Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him even more. Ah, okay, so now here, well, let's just read this, but, you know, here I feel like Joseph is really, he's being kind of honest in a way, but I wonder if there was a little uh, haughtiness or pride in this. Let's, let's go on. He said to them, please listen to the details of this dream which I have dreamed. We, brothers, were binding sheaves of grain stalks in the field. And lo, my sheaf suddenly got up and stood upright and remained standing. And behold, your sheaves stood all around my sheaf and bowed down in respect. His brothers said to him, Are you actually going to reign over us? Are you really going to rule and govern us as your subjects? So they hated him even more for telling them about his dreams and for his arrogant words. So, you know, Joseph was young. Okay, let's let's be fair. Joseph was young, and maybe he was, you know, maybe he was a little prideful, being spoiled, being the special son. Huh? But but let's be fair. I mean, you know, it would be difficult not to possibly get the wrong attitude if you were the favorite son and you were treated special. So, but let's continue. But Joseph dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers as well. See here, I have again dreamed a dream, and lo, this time I saw eleven stars and the sun and the moon bowed down in respect to me. He told it to his father as well as to his brothers. But his father rebuked him and said to him in disbelief, What is the meaning of this dream that you have dreamed? Shall I and your mother and your brothers actually come to bow down to the ground in respect before you? Joseph's brothers were envious and jealous of him, but his father kept the words of Joseph in mind, wondering about their meaning. So Jacob kind of held on to this, wondering about this, you know. He knew that, you know, they could be communicated by God in their dreams, you know, could be communicated to by God in their dreams. Then his brothers went to the, <clears throat> pardon me, then his brothers went to pasture their father's flock near Shechem. Israel, Jacob, said to Joseph, Are not your brothers pasturing the flock at Shechem? Come and I will send you to them. And he said, Here I am, ready to obey you. That's what Joseph said in return. Then Jacob said to him, Please go and see whether everything is all right with your brothers and all right with the flock. Then bring word back to me. So he sent him from the Hebron Valley, and he went to Shechem. Joseph went to Shechem. Now a certain man found Joseph and saw that he was wandering around and had lost his way in the field. So the man asked him, What are you looking for? He said, I am looking for my brothers. Please tell me where they are pasturing our flocks. Then the man said, They were here, but they have moved on from this place. I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan, or Dothan, D-O-T-H-A-N, Dothan, I think. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them at Dothan. And when they saw him from a distance, even before he came close to them, they plotted to kill him. Now, 
Not only do they know their brother, but probably that distinctive tunic is giving away his presence as being him before he ever gets there. You know what I mean? I mean, but I'm sure, I mean, being his, bro- being his brothers, they would probably know him anyway, but don't you think that just made him stand out a little more? They said to one another, look, here comes this dreamer. Now, and I'm sure they did not mean this in a nice way. They meant this in a derogatory way because his dreams had been uh, not favorable to them. I will say it that way. So, and one note here says master of dreams. So again, I think they mean this in a very sarcastic way. Uh, Now then, come and let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits cisterns underground water storage um you could think of it as maybe well i'm going to go with their word cistern i was going to say maybe a kind of well which i guess a cistern eh, eh, anyway um I'll, i'll leave their words and not try to put in my own all right so then we will say to our father a wild animal killed and devoured him and we shall see what be will become of his dreams Now Reuben, the eldest, heard this and rescued him from their hands and said, Let us not take his life. Reuben said to them, Do not shed his blood, but instead throw him alive into the pit that is here in the wilderness, and do not lay a hand on him to kill him. He said this so that he could rescue him from them and return him safely to his father. So see, Reuben, now Reuben's the eldest. And obviously, Reuben has some wisdom. He had some smarts about him. He's like, whoa, 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 let's not do this. And he's trying, he's kind of trying to trick them so he can come back for Joseph later is the way it sounds. Just the way it reads, okay? Now, when Joseph reached his brothers, they stripped him of his tunic, the distinctive multicolored tunic which he was wearing. Then they took him and threw him into the pit. Now, the pit was empty. There was no water in it. Okay, so he was in basically a dry, empty pit. Then they sat down to eat their meal. When they looked up, they saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead, east of the Jordan, with their camels bearing um, ladinum resin for perfume and balm and myrrh, going on their way to carry the cargo down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, What do we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood, murder? Come, let us instead sell him to these Ishmaelites and Midianites and not lay our hands on him because he is our brother and our flesh. So his brothers listened to him and agreed. Then as the Midianite and Ishmaelite traders were passing by, the brothers pulled Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit. And they sold him to the Ishmaelites for twenty shekels of silver. And so they took Joseph as a captive, really. I mean, let's face it, he was sold. This is being sold into slavery. This is what this is, okay? I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't know what you call it. I don't want to soften it. This is what it is. This is what happened in the old world. This used to happen a lot. People got sold into slavery for a number of different reasons. In this case, their brothers were simply tired of him. And I mean, I, you know, he was probably a little arrogant, you know, and a little full of himself. And, you know, his father favored him and he knew he was the favorite just as they knew he was the favorite. All right. So anyway, so they sold Joseph into slavery. 
Okay? And these people, they took Joseph into Egypt. So, you know, I, like again, I don't want to, I don't want to downplay that. I want, I want you to understand that this is what happened. Okay? And this used to happen a lot. Even just hundreds of years ago, people would end up being put into slavery or sold into slavery very easily. And the pigment of your skin did not and does not matter. It, it will never matter. When, when bad things happen, bad things happen, etc., etc., you know, life is what it is. And it can be unfair at times. And this, you know, you could say, you know, you could go either way. You know, <clears throat> you could say, well, maybe Joseph needed to be humbled a little bit. Maybe he needed, you know, to be taught a serious, valuable lesson. Hmm, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Now, let's, uh, let's continue on. <clears throat> now, Reuben, unaware of what had happened, returned to the pit. And to his great alarm, found that Joseph was not in the pit. So see, Reuben had left. Okay. After they put him in the pit, Reuben had obviously not been there for this caravan and stuff. Okay. So anyway, um, so now Reuben, unaware of what had happened, returned to the pit, and to his great alarm, found that Joseph was not in the pit. So he tore his clothes in deep sorrow. He rejoined his brothers and said. The boy is not there. As for me, where shall I go to hide from my father? Then they took Joseph's tunic, slaughtered a male goat, and dipped the tunic in the blood. And they brought the multicolored tunic to their father, saying, We have found this. Please examine it and decide whether or not it is your son's tunic. He recognized it and said, It is my son's tunic. A wild animal has devoured him. Joseph is without doubt torn in pieces. So Jacob tore his clothes in grief, grief, put on sackcloth, and mourned many days for his son. Then all his sons and daughters attempted to console him, but he refused to be comforted and said, I will go down to Sheol, the place of the dead, in mourning for my son. And his father wept for him. Meanwhile, in Egypt, the Midianites sold Joseph as a slave to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh and the captain of the royal guard. So, you know, maybe, maybe Joseph was a little arrogant, a little full of himself. Now, I'm reading into this a little bit, but I'm thinking about, you know, a younger son being the favorited one. Uh, now, he wasn't the baby of the family, as I was reminded uh, in reading and by someone else, but he was, uh, but I think that was Ben or Benjamin. But nonetheless, um, nonetheless, uh, he was not the youngest. He was not the baby of the family, but he was the favored, the favorite one. And it was easy to tell that. He was probably a little on the spoiled side. You notice his other brothers were all out working and he was sent to check on them. I don't know. That kind of says a little bit about, you know, the way he was treated. Now, I know he was young, but 17, I, I could work and do a lot at 17. Anyway, just saying, maybe, maybe Joseph needed to learn some lessons here. Maybe uh, some of these things, you know, we think of, you know, his brothers doing him wrong, which they did. 
there is, there is no doubt about that. You know, when you do something like that, that is wrong. Okay. But, you know, perhaps as we're going to see as we read through this, and, and if you're familiar with the story of Joseph, you know all of this already. But, you know, maybe we're going to see how God makes something out of this. He makes something good out of all of this. So, all right. Okay, so this is, or has been, Genesis chapter 37. I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a just wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.